Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host. We've got Jason Theobald in the house once again. What's up, man? What's going on? Oh, not a lot, man. So episode one has dropped. If you guys are just now tuning in, go back and listen to that. So we're on iTunes, Stitcher. We're also so it is on, live? It is live. It's on. I haven't told you about this because we're recording. So when people hear this, it's definitely live. Okay. Because so I haven't shared end, it yet or anything. No, like literally. So we're recording now, but people are going to be hearing this in like a week from now. A week. So, but yeah, like I can live. go share that now. Go, I can go on iTunes and find us. And yeah, share. I'll show you. I'll show you the links and all that stuff. So it's, okay. it's all getting up now. So people can find it on YouTube, Stitcher. They can find it on our website, ElitePhysiqueUniversity.com or iTunes, the po- Apple oh, yeah. podcast. So. Yeah, man. So everything is up. If you guys want to go back and listen to that, we kind of talk a little bit about who we are. So we're not really going to do that on today's episode. Um, But I do want to touch base with people. I want to ask you guys, please, please, please leave us a review, take a screenshot of your review and share it on social and tag us. I'm at team underscore Gorman. Jason, what's your, what's your IG? Scooby prep underscore IFBB pro. Yeah. Tag us guys, because here's what's going to happen. I'm going to keep track of that. And Jason, we're going to be giving stuff away. We're going to give yep. away a couple copies of my new book, Ask a Diet Coach. You're going to give out some great new ethics products. Yep. And the more you guys share that, the more you're going to be eligible to win. So I basically be drawing names out of a hat. And we'll be announcing those winners sometime here in the next few weeks. So please, please, please go do that. That's how we're going to grow this show. It's going to be word of mouth. So yep. um, another thing, if you guys have questions, topics, guests that you want to see on the show, shoot me a message there as well on Instagram. If you're not following me, follow me because that way it doesn't go to that other folder and that shit's hard to keep track of. So please just hit me with the same follow. with me. Yeah. Same way. Hit us with follow. I, I'm bad about checking that other. I do it like every two to three weeks when I'm like bored on a Saturday, but I forget of all the time. Well, a lot of the times, man, that's just these junk accounts like message right. you like hi yep. and all this shit. It's yep. so guys, please just hit us with a follow. That way we get the messages. We don't really give a shit about a number. We're not, we don't care about that. We want to make sure that we hear from you guys. So um, we do have some great topics lined up and eventually we'll have some really, really good guests. I mean, Jason, between you and I and all the people we work with, whether it's through conferences, personally work with or other, right. other ventures, you know, have on people like Vince Pitstick, and I'd like to have Dr. Scott Stevenson on the show and um, yeah, all kinds of good people. So guys hit us up with, uh, with who you want to hear. All right. So before we get to our topic, which is cortisol today, and there's a reason why that's one of the first topics that we're going to talk about before we get to that, there's something new I want to do on this podcast. Now Um, let's share, Jason, you can go ahead and kick it off, share something that's new or cool that you've kind of learned over the last couple of weeks. Sure. You're excited about that. The listeners might be interested in. Yeah. So if anyone follows me and my stories on Instagram, they know that uh, recently I've, invested in a whoop app and if you don't know anything about that it's a band you wear day and night looks like a little like apple watch or something and it tracks your hrv which is your heart rate variability and you know this could be a whole show a whole presentation a whole topic on itself so i'm not going to get too in depth in it but heart rate variability is 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 basically the time between the beats of your heart and, and your heart doesn't beat like every second, like people might think, you know, one beat might be 1.2 seconds, then 1.8, then 1.7. It tracks that variability 
And it does so in a way that, you know, obviously there's people a lot smarter than me that have created algorithms that then can use this data to basically allow you to let you know your readiness. How, how are you dealing with the stresses of your life, training and everything else? And then how ready are you to train and to do it well? Okay. So it's a pretty cool app, but, but what I've learned and John, you've preached this for a while and so have I, but I'll be honest with you. I thought for myself, if I got six hours of sleep, I was fine. Okay. But this app is telling me different. Okay. <laughs> and so I started with my same habits of staying up till 1230. And if, even if I have to get up at six to get my son to school, which I do three days a week, uh, my boys, um, I would just still stay up that late. And so the app would tell me, well, you got five, you might've got into bed for six hours, but you only got five hours of sleep. And this was significantly crushing my HRV, which means my readiness, my recovery to take on the next workout was just terrible. It was bad, even though I kind of was like, oh, I, I'm, I'm all right, but <clears throat> it wasn't good. So I've started to put an effort in to get to bed at 10, 8, 10 p.m., 10.30 p.m., which is huge for me. Um, well, my recovery scores are going way up. But what's cool is today it finally translated into the gym where I was really crushing PRs on some chest things and some shoulders that I haven't really pushed before on some of the hammer machines and different things. And I just really felt energized and ready to roll. So <clears throat> the thing that I've learned, and you know, it's things that you can sit and say to people that you need more sleep. Um, to perform better, but I'm actually seeing uh, the payoff uh, from this, and um, it's pretty cool to watch. And, and you know, I'm in the infant stages of this, and, and trying to dial it in for myself. But so far, it's been really cool to watch and see how it's progressed into my recovery now into uh, my actual results. Which, you know, anyone out there listening knows if you're hitting PRs and you're getting stronger, I mean, it's going to translate into more muscle over time. Um, and so uh, I've been really actually pretty happy with my investment so far in it. So Yeah, so I know that's definitely HRV is a topic that we're going to cover in detail. And I know that's probably going to be something cool. We're also going to cover your prep for mm -hmm. IFBB Pro shows and that road to the Olympia next year. So, you know, I know we'll come back and revisit this. I want to see how well that's helping you, especially in the later stages of prep, dude, when mm -hmm. you're just sleep's a bitch. I know for you personally, when you get real lean, I know your sleep is really, really low. And that's common for a lot of people. So if you're a geek like us and you like data, I'm a data's guy. You know, I, 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 could, be a, I could be an engineer, really. I love all of that information. So, yeah, man, that's cool. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll dive a little bit more into that. So this last weekend, I went to the Nutridyne Correcting Cardiovascular Health or Cardiovascular Risk Disease Conference up in Iowa. And, man, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. You told me about Nutridyne and their yep. conferences for a while now, especially that 48-hour certification yep. course. And I went there for answers because everything I've done with trying to get my cholesterol under, in, under check, basically starting a year ago, everything worked the fucking opposite. Like everything <laughs> was the opposite. So I tried a carb-based diet. I tried, um, you know, with lower fats, with more flexible dieting, not really following any kind of clean foods. Yep. Then I tried lower carb. Then I tried keto and like 15 grams of fish oil a day for 12 weeks. Like everything I was doing, my blood work got worse. My HDL got worse. My fucking triglycerides went up. I'm like, Jesus, what the hell is wrong with me, right? So right. long story short, 
I'm like, I'm going to this conference. Jason raves about Neutrodyne and their, their education. So I went there and I met this guy named Dr. Chad Orr. And I met him the day before the event. It's just me and him in the gym. Yeah. I just introduced myself, man, because that's the way I am. I was like, hey, I just drove six hours just to listen to you. Right. And of course, he wanted to start digging into what was wrong. So long story short, what I learned, first of all, I was super impressed by the conference. But what I yeah. learned is that I have the APOE4 gene. And I found that out through 23andMe testing. And what that means is someone like me not only has to watch their fats, but especially saturated fats. So on things like the high fat diet or high fat, you know, keto diet, where I'm eating lots of burger and bacon and cheeses and stuff like that, it's no wonder everything was really, really bad. So now what I've had to, and I wouldn't have known that if I wouldn't have gotten done 23 and me testing you and I knew because you told me, Hey, my blood works trash on high fats too, yep. but I didn't know that it was a genetic component. So right. he, he just took me aside. He put me on all these recommendations for natural supplementation. And now I'm on the right track. I've actually dropped like five pounds this week, just oh, from shit. switching to a modified Mediterranean diet. And I mean, yeah. I didn't change my macros or anything. Like no. I'm still eating like a bodybuilder. You're just less inflamed. Exactly. Like gut health is starting to improve. Like it just, it's so drastic, but yeah, that, a that APOE4 gene was crucial. So if you're someone out there listening, I'd actually like to have Dr. Chad Oler on the show to discuss yeah, that'd be that. Amazing. But he also teaches that 48 hour nutrition course, but he does it in Wisconsin. Okay. So it's the same thing. He just doesn't Wisconsin. He doesn't Wisconsin. Well, so you could go do that one then too. You know, mine was in yeah. Minnesota and I went, uh, you know, we had a different, we had a different uh, professor. Ours was Dr. Sefcheck, but yeah, man, I mean that, that 48 hour course is, is amazing. I think it'll be a great something for you to take. I mean, it's just. Yeah. yeah and our listeners. So like all this stuff that we're going to talk about with metabolic resistance, you know, to have someone like, like Dr. Chad Oleron to talk about cholesterol, maybe even some of the systems of the body, you know, maybe that's another good guess that we have down the road. For sure. I, I, agree. I know a lot of the stuff that you've learned, it's, it's, we're going to be covering it here and the same with me. So, yeah, so that was what I learned new. Um, all right. So let's kick off this topic today. I got to do this the right way. By the way, I am <laughs> cutting back on my caffeine. I'm down good. to 300 milligrams a day. There but you go. Right now. Is that the first one? It's number two. So they're only, you know, sugar-free monster is only like 150 milligrams of caffeine. Oh, it is. I didn't, I didn't realize that. No. So I was like drinking a couple of those a day plus pre-workout and all that stuff. And <laughs> obviously we'll talk about adrenals and we're going to talk a little bit about stress though. Like this kind of plays in here. Yes, but, uh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. My, my caffeine's only, only down to 300 and I plan on next week. Much better. Yeah. Cutting it down to 150 next week and I, I already feel better. So, um, all right, man. So our topic today is cortisol. And there's a reason why we picked this one early, because this is one that relates to every single person out there. So Jason, if you would kick it off, when did you really first start paying attention to cortisol? And after you talk about that, is cortisol bad? Because people hear cortisol and they think all oh, this stuff with muscle wasting and gaining fat and all this. But when did you first start as a coach or an athlete, start paying attention? Start zeroing in on it more. It was really around the time of probably around the time when I got introduced to Vince, uh, pit stick and nutrition dynamic, you know, I, I had been going back and forth trying to figure out what was the connection with stress. You know, why were there certain athletes that it seemed like, you know, no matter what I did, um, their bodies would just go to shit and I couldn't recover it post show. And, you know, I, I linked up with Vince who is, you know, also my business partner in new ethics. And, you know, 
he started explaining the stress, the, the amount of stress that training puts on the body for some people and how that manifests and, you know, how you produce cortisol. So I started to look more into it probably around 2016, 2015. That's around when we met. Um, and then started, you know, getting into like the supplement side of it as well with our cordies. But it was probably around 2016. So it's only been about four or five years that I've really put an impact on it, but that I've really been able to kind of see the big picture and how all this links together um, to keep an athlete healthy, but how it also links together if they don't watch it to kind of really wreak havoc on the body systems. Yeah. Um, now, I did hear your second question, and you said, is it, is it cortisol bad? No, it's, it's, it's not bad. Cortisol <clears throat> in and of itself, you, you need it. I mean, it helps you deal with stress. And so we need cortisol. It's not bad. Um, what is bad is getting stuck in a flight or fight uh, scenario where stress is just constant and cortisol is just pumping constantly. And that's what we'll go over tonight. But for now, I'll pause right there and just see if you have anything to add or where you want to go and what direction. But for now, those, those are my answers on those. Yeah, man. So like you said, cortisol is a natural thing. It's a natural response in the body. So I started paying real close attention to it. I started to understand it earlier in my coaching career, but I only, I just, I knew it as stress, right? Because mm -hmm. I would have these clients that, man, they were just always like scattered and all over the place. And I started to really notice, and it's those type of clients. I'm like, they're not getting lean enough, but their, their check-ins were all over the place. And they were just like a stressful, you know, Hey, I'm getting married a week after my show, or I'm going on this huge vacation, or I'm going through a divorce. I'm going to prep for show. It was always those quote unquote stressful situations. And I started to link that to why I wasn't able to get them lean enough. Um, you know, back in the day when we first start coaching, we think, okay, here's your macros. Like, here's your food, like eat this stuff here's your training, your cardio. And like, if they're not losing, we're thinking, well, fuck, they're cheating on the fucking diet. Right. Right. So right. I started to work with people. I knew they weren't cheating on the diet because I was close friends with them. And I, I was like, all right, something else is going on here. And then it started really click for me in like 2015 when I started writing the book, metabolic capacity and reverse dieting. And we'll talk a little bit about what I found out cortisol does to the thyroid. And a lot of people just really, they really just don't understand that portion. So I don't, I don't want to dig in too deep. Um, I do want to throw this next little part out, out here to you, though. You know, what really causes chronic cortisol in the body? If you can give people an idea, because I don't think people understand the training, the cardio, the low calories, the outside yeah. stress. But talk, talk about what causes that, like elevated cortisol chronically. Well, it's, 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 it's a response to the stress that the, the body is, is undergoing. So, you know, if... If you've got, you've only got so much, let's call it a stress bucket. You've only got so much that you can handle. Um, and once that starts, you know, overpouring and, and being overfilled and, you know, just to the point where it's just, it's just flowing out of the ends, you're basically putting your body in a scenario where you are stuck in flight or fight. Um, and once that happens, cortisol is going to remain elevated and it's not going to be able to come down um because you're not giving your body enough parasympathetic which is the rest and digest so our body really should be able to adapt to the stress by releasing cortisol and then as we remove the stress or the stress is removed the body should then 
come back down into a parasympathetic. So you're constantly going in and out of sympathetic and parasympathetic. And that's kind of what heart rate variability is, is, is actually uh, gauging, which is why it's such a cool technology. And like I said, we'll get into that later. But that's why I'm really like pumped on it because it really helps you kind of see is your body getting into that situation and then getting out. And that's what it should be doing all day. And that's normal and that's natural and it's healthy. But when we get stuck in that flight or fight scenario, then cortisol stays elevated. When, when cortisol is elevated, you get a whole cascade of a shitstorm that happens to your hormones, which we are going to get into. Um, but also, I mean, you're going to be dumping glucose, uh, which is going to be signaling because it thinks you've got to fight or, or run. So now you've got glucose storm you know, running through your body. And so now you're not going to be able to burn fat, right? Because if you've got glucose, it has to be burned up first. Your body's not going to use fat for fuel. So it's a whole shit storm that gets going, but it's really from being stuck in that flight or fight. Um, and there's all kinds of different stresses. There's, there's environment, um, you know, from, from all the things that we're bombarded with. Then, of course, you know, there's the stress of relationships and the stress of dieting, the stress of uh, training that we put on our body. Um, all these different stressors that, you know, and there's healthy stress too, um, but you put it all together and that's how you end up getting just stuck in elevated cortisol. Yeah. So whenever I think about this and I think about, so, you know, what's an example of what I've seen over the years, I haven't, I, I've noticed guys don't really struggle with this as much. I know mm -hmm. I don't. I mean, I do have guys that if they're stressed really bad, it is a bitch. But usually you can you can hammer them pretty hard with with lower calories and cardio and they're going to be okay. But their hormones aren't you know female hormones are all over the place anyway. Like they've got a very very high up and a very high down, and then you start throwing cortisol in there and it's a cascade. Which I'll ask you to kind of explain here in yep. just a minute. But when I think of people, I usually think of females doing a lot of a lot of cardio and you actually have a spin bike there behind you. I think yep. you have an elliptical, right? I so yep. I, it just reminds me, like I think of people that do a lot of cardio. So what, what are the situations where you normally see people struggle the most when it comes to elevated cortisol? So <clears throat> elevated cortisol for, for the, for, for the athletes that I get, um, the problem really stems from too much, activity and what i mean by that is too much cardio not enough calories not periodizing training you know i'll have women come to me and because they couldn't lose you know they did the natural thing they upped their intensity they upped their spin if i couldn't lose spinning four times a week well then i must have to add a fifth hour of spinning right and if i couldn't lose use training five days a week well then i just i got to do six days a week well that's going to end up when they're in a stuck in a flight or fight state with elevated cortisol they're actually going to end up fatter or taking on more water more weight because they're inflamed as hell um so most of the people that come to me are overworking and under eating and if you do that too long and and, and listen there are some female bodies and, and and male bodies that are more resilient okay but there's a lot of them that aren't that resilient. And it's, it's, it's the undereating and overworking the body for too long that's going to put most people in these, these states. Now, of course, it could be your job. You might be doing everything right with training, and it's your job. I've seen, I've seen relationships where girls are in terrible relationships, and they're, only, they're not married. They're just boyfriend and girlfriend. 
they finally realize it. They break up with them. And I've got one girl now she's losing on like, we had her on 250 cars for like a long time. She dropped about 15 pounds. We just now had to drop them. But before I couldn't get her to do anything like nothing. Um, so, you know, the, the stress component is, it's just huge. Yeah. And that's, that's also, there's also a big difference in natural versus enhanced yep. athletes as well. So can you talk a little bit about cortisol and things like testosterone or HRT? Is there, is there a difference in cortisol there with an enhanced yeah. athlete versus natural? Sure. So it seems to me that, you know, enhanced athletes, a lot of the performance enhancing drugs are meant to, you know, help cope with stress a little better, or let's put it another way, you recover better. So therefore, you know, um, a workout that the natural body would be blasted by and therefore recovery is lower. Um, you know, the, the stress is harder on the body because someone who's on performance enhancers, they recover better. They repair better. That same workout isn't the stressor. So their body can take more plain and simple. That's why someone on, on gear can train six or seven days a week and most times not have problems. But unfortunately you get someone who only knows gear and then they, they, you know, program for someone who's natural, especially women, and they got them trained six, seven days a week, hit five, six, seven times a day or a week, all these different things. It doesn't translate over. So, you know, you, the coach has to understand what body they're dealing with and how you periodize and how you move things around. So, yeah, enhancements are, are a huge, huge um, deal there. Now, I also noticed, too, when someone has low testosterone, let's say you have a woman stuck in metabolic resistance and we'll circle back and explain how that starts at the top with uh, the cortisol being high. But when you, when you add testosterone in like their, their cortisol generally drops. Yeah, definitely. So there's a response to that and the thyroid usually picks up too. So, you know, if I get someone and I can't get their test going again because they've just done too much damage, as soon as I get them on some HRT, that cortisol starts to drop on its own and the thyroid a lot of times picks back up too. Yeah, so that's actually, we're going to dive into that next. Um, real quick, I do want to add, listen, if, if you're a natural athlete, so this is, this is where I chime in. If you're a natural athlete, sometimes you can, like you said, some bodies are more resilient. Maybe you are training six days a week, and you're doing a few hit a week and some steady state, and you're dropping, and you got to stage just fine. That doesn't mean we're saying you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. We're saying in certain situations, if you're not responding, you have to be very, very, very aware, or you and your coach need to be aware of what's going on and usually it's to me the first component is this stress component that's all and, yeah, and 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 look like some people are just gonna have to do that training six seven days a week hit every day one to two hours of list to get in shape but then they better be with the right coach or understand that when they get done blood work needs to be looked at and their body might not jump start on its own some people's bodies jump start back on its own just by feeding them up that's great. That's awesome. I love that when that happens. But unfortunately, there's a whole slew of people, especially women, once you've, once you've pushed these hormones so low, feeding them up and resting just does not re-jumpstart the system. Right. So let's, let's jump back in. You do a really good job of explaining this. You did this at the Physique Summit. Um, tell people what happens when cortisol gets elevated in the body and what the body has to do and what it robs yep. from to make cortisol, yep. because this, yep. this really helps people see it for what it is. Yes. This is basically in a nutshell where the problem really starts, especially for women because progesterone is so important in their bodies. 
it's still the elevated cortisol causes problems for men too in the same way, lowered testosterone, all those things. But progesterone isn't as big of a player in men's bodies as it is in women's. So what happens is like you got to think of hormones as kind of like a ladder, you know, and at the top is cholesterol. That's why, you know, eating more fat when someone's trying to recover hormones helps, right? Because fat is metabolized, cholesterol, and that's going to then help you create hormones because cholesterol is at the top, okay? Next is pregnenolone, and then next is progesterone. Now, when cortisol elevates, the body needs progesterone to make cortisol, okay? Which is totally fine. But when cortisol stays in an elevated state, now you're using a lot of your progesterone to make cortisol. The problem with that is, is that to the, to the offshoot of progesterone, you need progesterone to make androstenedione and DHEA, which are then rungs above testosterone and estrogen. So if you're robbing all of your progesterone to make this high elevated cortisol from all this stress, you no longer have enough to create your androgens, your estrogens, okay? And you're going to end up with an athlete that either becomes estrogen dominant or androgen dominant. It just depends on genetics and how that's driven. I mostly see estrogen dominance, so I see a lot of low test and a lot of estrogen that's just kind of built up and stuck there with a lot of women. And they're going to be watery. They're going to be moody. They're going to be having crazy cravings out the ass, all those different things. And of course, when progesterone drops too low, you lose your period. So as a coach, what I try to do is I try to know that, hey, training's a huge stress. That's going to happen. That's going to increase cortisol. We know that's a fact. What can I do to stop having progesterone rob so much? Well, I can try to help lower cortisol, and that's where we develop cortis, and that comes into play. But you can also keep progesterone elevated by using chaseberry. And chaseberry, about 250 megs, three times a day, will help keep progesterone in higher levels. So now what have you done for that female athlete? We know the stress is going to be there, right? We know hit's going to go up over time. We know food's coming down. We know training's balls to the wall. We can't stop that as a coach. We got to get them ready. But we can stop the wind up so that testosterone doesn't bottom out and estrogen becomes dominant, okay? So... If I know someone has had history of problems or I know it's going to be a tough prep, I almost always now throw a little chase berry in. I hit them with our cordies and I try to stop the wind up right away so we don't have all these downward trends of hormonal disruption. Um, I've had girls who get in great stage shape um, who won't lose their period till like maybe we're two weeks out. And do you know what's great about that? It's so much easier to recover it. And then their bodies in four weeks right after the show are already ovulating again, hormones are cranking, and we're just, on, we're just taking off building muscle because they're insulin sensitive from the diet and their body has the hormones and we're ready to grow. So, you know, as a coach, I've kind of developed that little thing to do um, and it works really well. Yeah, so that, that's a great snapshot of what actually happens in the body. So for natural competitors listening with, or just natural people in general, what they need to realize is this is a this can take a huge hit on your testosterone levels, especially if you're getting to stage guy, girl, it doesn't matter because you're natural. So cortisol is going to be elevated to get that lean. So not, not only are testosterone levels dictated, you know, in part by your body fat levels as well, but cortisol just gets so fucking high. And, you know, we see so many guys with 
testosterone at a hundred or lower at the very oh, end yeah. of their prep. And honestly, if that's what you're signing up for, that's, that's what you're signing up for. And we'll talk more about that on another episode as far as like how often to compete, how to recover your test levels and things of that nature. But it's definitely, definitely rough on the females, man. Like yeah. it's so rough. So let's, uh, let's transition and talk about, so when cortisol is now elevated, now everybody kind of has an idea what the impact is on things like mood and insulin sensitivity. So I'll jump in on the insulin sensitivity part. So when cortisol is elevated really, really high, what happens is, like you said earlier, blood sugar goes up. Well, when blood sugar goes up and you're trying to burn fat, what's going to happen? You're burning more blood sugar, but you also have to secrete more insulin to drive Correct. that blood sugar down. So, you know, insulin to some degree blocks fat burning. So now you got kind of a double whammy, but yeah. the big, big important part is the more insulin that you secrete over time, the more you reset your insulin receptor starts to downregulate. So then your yes. body has to secrete more fucking insulin to do the job. And it's really, really this loop, this, uh, man, this, this whole yo-yo effect that you really have to be careful with. So cortisol is a bad, bad deal when it comes to insulin sensitivity. And, you know, if someone's in, you know, has insulin resistance in the off season, that just means they gain fat easier. But if you're dieting, that's the part that people really, really need to pay attention to because that's what makes it part of what makes it a bitch to get all the way lean. But hey, that's why I, I developed GDA Max, you know, with, with a little longer, you know, so there's all these different things and little tricks you can do. And there's tons of glucose disposal agents out on the market, you know, it doesn't have to be the one that, that, that Vince and I made, you know, it could be another company. So, uh, but that's another tool in the toolbox that you can put in right there at the beginning of a diet to, to help keep that moving and to keep that lower as well. Uh, so there's all these little different tricks you can do with the body system once you understand this to make the body really efficient and work really well. You know, Jason, you, you talked about rest and digest. Um, let's yeah. talk about cortisol and its impact on digestion. Yeah. So, you know, here's the deal with digestion. When, when stress is high, um, you're just not going to make as much stomach acid. Okay. The medical community has it completely backwards. You do not make more stomach acid because you are stressed. You make less. And when you have less stomach acid, there's a much more um, bigger chance, better chance for food to just not pass through as well. And the digestion slows down big time. Well, when food is sitting there fermenting and not moving through like it should, that's when the bad bugs can proliferate. And if you don't have the extra stomach acid, there's nothing to kill them off. So then your digestion gets basically screwed up and now you're not digesting nutrients. So what's that feel like to your body? More like it's starving and you're not repairing and recovering. So now the body is under bigger stress and inflammation itself is stress. So all these things kind of used the word earlier like double whammies where they 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 you affect you you screw up one thing like your digestion it's going to kick back on other systems of the body and so you know again as diet coaches we know the stress is going to be there what do you do to help it you know and 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 the thing is not everyone is prone to this like just because you're under stress doesn't mean you're going to produce less stomach acid not everyone's prone to that not everyone's dna is the same right so but it is a possibility and if you notice yourself getting stressed 
and you know you're one of those people that bloat. I mean, I have women who, um, it doesn't seem to be as much with men, but I have women who are like, yeah, this has just been a stressful week. And, you know, I pointed out that their lower belly looked more stressed in their prior picks, uh, well, not more stressed, more bloated in their prior picks. And they're like, yeah, you know, it was a bad week. And I, I say to them, I say, if the stress is keeping the stomach acid low, you know, what you can do, if you know you're one of those people that are prone to that when you're like in your off season, so for prep, you might want to already go with a probiotic and you might want to go with something that has betaine hydrochloric in it or just run betaine hydrochloric because that's going to help the stomach acid. So you can pick up on these, these cues while you're, while you're in your off season to know what might be bigger issues um, when things come along uh, for the diet time. Now, some people just need them year round, right? So they're going to go right into the diet with them. But some people have, you know, great digestion, but it's only like maybe off and they see it with stress. Well, we know when we start dying, we're stressful. So that would be the time. Throw in your probiotic. Throw in your betaine hydrochloric. Get your pancreatin enzymes and protect yourself. Because, you know, the stress is just going to wreak havoc. Yeah. So one thing that I also noticed, you know, back in the day when I wrote the book that I was telling you about with reverse dieting was the impact of elevated cortisol, chronically elevated cortisol on the thyroid. So in the presence of high elevated cortisol, your thyroid downregulates and you secrete less thyroid hormone. And the thyroid is a very, very confusing thing. We're not going to go into extreme detail on that. But now we see all, now we're starting to see this cascade of what we see as coaches or athletes, whether testosterone's dropping, digestion's messed up, um, progesterone's low, thyroid hormone is starting to lower. I mean, that's going to happen as you diet anyway, because the lower you get, and especially natural athletes, when you lose a little bit of muscle, your, your thyroid has to secrete less thyroid hormone. Because if it didn't, as you lost weight and lost a little bit of muscle, your body temperature would actually go up. So your body will mm -hmm. not let that happen. It has to secrete Correct. less. So you don't want to give it another reason to secrete less thyroid hormone. So um, that's one other thing, too. Obviously, there's mood and appetite. You know, whenever people are highly, highly stressed, cravings are through the roof which is not what you want whenever you're on a contest prep and you're trying to stick to a certain diet to get the stage and obviously a lot of people are just grouchy and that goes hand in hand with uh dieting correct yeah and so my little addition for here on on the thyroid would be you know we see a couple issues um when stress gets really high we see um T3, T4 may not be converting to T3, so you have a conversion problem. Or one of the, one of the coping mechanisms is the body will, will basically turn T3 into reversible T3. And basically what that is, it's just an unusable form. It's its way of slowing down the body. So you can have two different issues there, a conversion issue or, or it's being converted into, you know, the reversible T3. Um, so again, I mean, you know, if you're stuck in a prep, um, not stuck in a prep, but I mean, you know, you're committed to a prep, um, it's going to be really hard to, to, to pull back the reins. So, you know, like you mentioned, sleep more will at least help bring the stress down. Um, we created Thyroboost to kind of help with both those problems, but you know, there's, it's hard when you're in prep to remove all the stresses. Um, so, you know, we came up with a supplement to kind of help that along, but you know, it's, uh, that's a tough one when you're kind of stuck in that situation. Yeah. So, and, and another 
thing that I found out, obviously, at this conference that I went to with heart disease is a huge, huge driver of heart disease and calcification and um, atherosclerosis is insulin resistance. So somebody, what we're kind of doing is wrapping this all up. Somebody that has high elevated cortisol for a long time, you know, people say stress kills you and leads to heart attacks, but what they don't realize, it's not the stress on your heart. What happens is, is it leads to shitty insulin sensitivity, damage inside the vessels, and that's what leads to calcification, and that's what leads to heart attacks. So it's really, you know, insulin resistance isn't something for fat, just fat people. Like there are plenty of people who look great on the outside, and on the inside, they their their insulin sensitivity just sucks. So it's something else people really need to pay attention to. And if they don't, then that leads to the big picture, Jason, of metabolic resistance, which is what you've been talking about in large part for the last couple of years. And then we have people that just no matter what they do, they just slowly get fatter. They try and diet. Nothing happens. Like it just becomes a shit storm. It does. You know, and at that point, when someone's hit like a metabolic resistance state and, you know, they usually reach out to me when they've kind of, exhausted everything else you like been to the doctor and you know the doctor will tell them they're fine what lat little shitty labs they do run everything is in range i'm doing air quotes uh, so you know at that point when they reach out i mean my first line of defense is way less training let's throw some yoga in your life it's parasympathetic driven i get them walking in the morning which is parasympathetic driven i pull all their hit I pull all their uh, crazy um, uh, uh, spin classes. Uh, I blanked for a minute there, but yeah, like it's it's like okay, you're gonna train for two two days a week at seventy percent effort. You're gonna do a lot of uh, yoga, and I'm also gonna detox you and try to get your body just running better for you know fourteen days here before we even deal with all the functional issues that are, that are wrong with them. So it's just a lot of rest and then feeding them up as well. Yeah. So, um, normally how much do you see that sleep is impacting people on low sleep and how do you correct that? I know that, that I tell people, um, because you make good products and they're specifically designed for this two cordies before bed and two droppers of relaxed liposomal, hold it under your tongue for two minutes, take that about an hour before bed, hold it under for two minutes and take a drink of water and then that's it. And that actually allows them to get into deeper, better sleep. Um, I, I see them almost automatically start hitting lows and start dropping again as soon as they get it in. It's been my go-to with people in this situation, as long as diet and everything else yep. is on point. But um, what do you typically do outside of, outside of that and dropping the training? Is there anything else that we missed here? Um, you know, I mean, there's obviously a whole section on like what supplements to hit when, you know, like if someone's estrogen dominant, if someone's androgen dominant. So, you know, I, I will touch on the detox a little bit more and like, you know, my first step is, you know, obviously getting them on a, a diet where we we're removing toxins. So we pull gluten, I pull dairy, I pull alcohol. Um, I usually go low FODMAP because it's, there's a ton of foods that qualify and, um, but Mediterranean is a great way to, um, my business partner is big on that as the way to detox. And then we have a product called Metapure and what it does, it opens up phase one and phase two, um, of the detoxification process. And I know people love to get on the internet and say, you don't need anything for detox. You were born with a detoxification system. 
Well, you were also born with fucking testosterone, but it gets stuck low, right? You were born with estrogen, but it goes to zero. So I don't give a shit that you were born with a detox system. You were born with all the other fucking things too, and those go to shit. So what we're doing first is getting the body ready to get rid of all the shit and inflammation and estrogen that's bound up because estrogen gets out of the liver. So there's always a detox phase before we start like throwing supplements and different things at fixing the functions that are fucked up. And so we didn't really touch on that a lot, but I just wanted to like, you know, but you know, I could spend 45 minutes on really the nitty gritty on that, but that's something that we do as well. But you know, that is done in conjunction with immediately getting that rest in. And you know, you touched on sleep aside from that stack you gave, I teach people to use some meditation. I know it seems like some hokey bullshit, but I'm telling you right now, because I use a whoop app, I can see when I meditate the day before. And I use, I use a cheap free app called let's meditate. It's got like tons of free guided meditation through it. It was in my app store. You click on one of those. It's some sexy girl's voice and she's telling <laughs> you how to chill out and you know how you're going to make your life better, but it's really the breathing they get you doing. And that really kicks in parasympathetic that, that long exhale. That's very parasympathetic. So you breathe in maybe four seconds, but you blow it out real slow for seven, and that's kicking in parasympathetic. And my HRV goes up. And so what that's doing is it's, it's, it's giving my recovery a better chance. It's giving my body less stress. So meditation will help as well. And once you can get more parasympathetic, sleep is going to get better. And then if I have to, I'll add like five milligrams extra melatonin to that stack that you mentioned as well to improve sleep. Yeah, so to kind of bring this full circle, now that everybody sees what's going on, what the dangers are, and how to address some of it, sometimes we'll have somebody that's in prep, right? And they're getting down to the nitty gritty and they've got another four or five pounds to go. Cardio is really high, calories are really low, they're training as much as they can train. And, you know, I've got, I'll have my clients take the sleep aid and cordies and all of that stuff. And sometimes there's these situations where, you know, I used to call it the unicorn situation. I would drop all their state and I mean, drop it all, drop all their steady state cardio a hundred percent. So like my clients really don't typically get above an hour a day, but I do have some that have to get mm-hmm. to an hour, hour and a 15. Sometimes it's what it takes. And yep. I'll drop all that shit like a bad habit. And I'll actually add maybe 10 or 15 carbs to kind of stimulate their thyroid a little bit, because that's the best one to stimulate leptin in the thyroid. Yep. And as long as they nail the diet perfect, they're now getting sleep, they're taking some cordies, a lot of the time they're going to drop, man, I've had guys drop four or five pounds in one week when I dropped all, yep. the, because inflammation is going to drop as well. Um, yep. But I've had females drop two or three pounds and then all of a sudden I can leave the cardio out and they get, you know, another two, three, four, five pounds off and they get really, really close to stage. And sometimes I don't have to add it back in, but they have to nail the diet. So um, is that something that, that you ever use with your clients? If- yeah, definitely. But let's, let's, let's kind of break down like why that works. You know, I mean, it's completely opposite of what you would think you need to do. And unfortunately, there's still way too many coaches out there that in that situation, 800 calories, three hours of cardio, let's go. You aren't working hard enough. You've got to starve. You know, that's their mentality. And so, but I do all that shit that you're doing, but here's why that's working. You said you added cortis, so that's helping lower cortisol, but you removed a humongous stress. Like all that walking, even though it's walking, it's hard on your legs, it's hard on your knees, 
and it's just more stress to the body. And so what you're doing is you're, you're lowering uh, stress via supplementation and via literally activity and output. And so with more rest and the stress coming down, now they're sleeping a little bit better. And so you've got this great situation for where the body goes, oh, okay, I'm in a deficit again. Now we can release. And so that's what's going on. And you know, one other thing that I do in this situation that's helped me a lot, I might not go zero cardio, but I'll pull it back a lot. And what I do is at this point, a lot of times when I make a carb pull, I, I usually would give back like five grams of protein. So let's say I pull out 30 carbs and someone's on 170 protein. Well, now they're going to be 175. And so at the, when I get down to about three or four weeks out, they're on a pretty high protein diet and a really low carb diet. Well, I'll, I'll just completely swap that on its end. Let's say someone's on 180 protein and 100 carbs. I might knock that protein down to 130 and give all those 50 uh, grams of protein back into carbs. Bring fats down maybe eight grams, and usually they zoom. So I've lowered, pro, I've lowered uh, a, a stressor, cardio, and I've given them, like you said, something to stoke the uh, thyroid, carbs. And carbs give a little bit more serotonin release. And therefore, that's calming and, and relieves stress. So that maneuver works well, too. And I use it all the time. And it freaks my newbies out. People have been with me a while, like, no, it's coming. But, you know, it, that works well, too. So that's another tool in the toolbox if you're not completely comfortable pulling all cardio like you did. Right. Yeah. And I know there are coaches out there because I know we have a lot of coaches listening to the show. They're like, these guys are fucking crazy. Like, I can't do that. It scared the shit out of me the first few times I did it, but I really didn't have a choice. And then finally, no. one other thing to go along with what you're saying is, again, when cortisol lowers and it's that high and they're doing that much activity, then now your thyroid can start to upregulate again. So now you have that added Correct. benefit there. So it's you're really kind of working with how the body is supposed to work versus it, it's like trying to coerce fat loss instead of trying to get it off with a fucking chainsaw. Correct. I always say massage. I always tell my clients, look, you know, a lot of them are like, let's hit this hard out of the hole and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, you massage fat loss. You don't hit it with a sledgehammer and you got to save your aces to play them. And so you don't play them right at 16 weeks out. And so the whole thing of fat loss in my, in my view of it is you're massaging the body and you better understand the processes and how What's going on with the thyroid? What's going on with cortisol? What's happening to estrogen? What's happening in all these different things going on? You better understand it so you have a better way to manipulate the body rather than just pull, 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 pull. Yeah, man. So this has been a great topic. Do you have anything else that you want to add to it? You know, other than you know, if you listen to this and you still have a little confusion on a topic, you know, feel free to DM me on some of these things, like. You know, I'm not going to set up your whole prep for you for free, but, you know, I answer things for free all the time. And if something we said, you know, because it's hard to cover all this in an hour and give you the right, you know, exact things, always feel free to DM me at IG or something like that. I'll, I'll try to shed a little more light on, on what we're talking about here. Yeah, man. So looking ahead to our next episode, we're going to talk about natural versus enhanced um, blood work. And we're going to talk about HRT and we're going to start yep. to lay that out over the next few weeks. So I know that you and I have um, a lot of experience with HRT with uh, either ourselves yes. or some of our clients. Yep. I'm actually going to tell my story. Um, so we're going to really start to go down the HRT path. Now I want our listeners to understand we're not trying to push 
testosterone on anyone. We're not trying to push being an assisted athlete on anyone, or we're not trying to push not. What we're trying to do is give you guys education and be like, here is everything that you need to know. So then you can take this information and better either your physique or help your athletes understand. And that's the whole thing. We're not out here trying 100%. Right, not trying to push anything. So, um, guys, please leave us a review. Tag us, screenshot that, put it up in Instagram stories so we can keep track of that. Uh, We really, really appreciate just tell a friend. That's really all that we ask. So, Jason, since you don't have anything else, and this has been a great episode for myself and Jason, we're out of here. Thanks, guys. See ya.